Hey there, spooky friends. It's Megan. And before we hop into the episode, I want to tell y'all a little bit about what we've got coming up in person next. We're so excited to announce that our friends at Little Cottage Brewing have invited us back for a monthly spot with trivia. So that means it's time to mark your calendars with a few dates to come hang out with us and play along. On December 13th, join us for Creepy Holiday Trivia, where we'll have questions ranging from spooky holiday traditions around the world, mischievous holiday mythical beings, holiday-themed horror movies, and more. Then, on January 17th, join us again for a deck themed around fears and phobias. Last but not least on the calendar is February 14th for a theme of romance and scorned lovers in horror. We can't wait to see you on December 13th, January 17th, and February 14th for some excellent craft beer and a scary good time. Okay, 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 I get it. Now, on to the episode. Hey ghoulies, welcome back to another mini-sode with Megan. We're obviously all here because we love horror films and subsequently like being scared, but why is that? Today we're going to dig into some of the psychology and neurophysiology on why that is. Horror and our love of it has been with us since the dawn of recorded civilization. Some of our earliest examples of horror as entertainment goes all the way back to Greek tragedies. And then long after that, but before we got the medium of horror films, people flocked to roller coasters, oddity museums, and haunted houses. According to Statista, a market research company, thrillers and horror were the fifth and sixth most popular movie genres in the United States and Canada between 1995 and 2022, placing both above romantic comedies, musicals, and even documentaries. The general public loves to be frightened, so long as it's safely framed as entertainment. But why is that? Why do we, as people, love to be scared so much? What is it about horror that is so enchanting and spellbinding to us? Well, ultimately, it's all psychology and neurophysiology. Basically, being scared kicks in our fight or flight mode. This is a colloquial nickname for the stress response that our sympathetic nervous system goes through when our body senses some form of danger. And this release of the adrenaline hormone is an evolutionary adaptation to help us survive. But to backtrack a bit, the sympathetic nervous system is one of the three subdivisions of your autonomic nervous system, and the autonomic nervous system is part of your peripheral nervous system that regulates involuntary physiologic processes, things like heart rate, respiration, digestion, and sexual arousal. And this fight-or-flight response is an automatic neurophysiological response to the stressful, dangerous, or otherwise frightening events that happen around us. And it's triggered by the amygdala. The amygdala is a small, almond-shaped bundle of neurons buried deep in the center of the brain that stimulates the hypothalamus, and it activates both our sympathetic nervous system and our adrenal cortical system. While early humans were surrounded by constant and more imminent threats than we are now, this response is still always being triggered in us, and things like horror movies or being scared sets it off. But what goes on in our body when this happens that makes us want to be scared as entertainment? Although we have an understanding of many aspects of neural fear networks and how they coordinate behavior, there's still many pieces that we don't know. But for starters, the release of the adrenaline hormone increases our heart rate and respiration, and the effects of this can temporarily improve our cognitive and verbal performance. This was especially important from an evolutionary standpoint because this quick boost in mental performance meant that you were much more likely to survive. As well, the fight-or-flight response releases a handful of other neurotransmitters and hormones. The most notable of these chemicals is endorphins. Endorphins are a feel-good chemical and also a natural painkiller. Originally, this would kick in so we would feel pain less intensely if we were escaping one of those life-threatening situations. And while this is still true, we also experience an increase in endorphins when we exercise, orgasm, are under emotional stress, or even when we eat spicy foods. We also get a rush of the neurotransmitter dopamine, 
This is responsible for those pleasurable feel-good chemicals like endorphins too, so our body is releasing all of these chemicals that are making us feel invigorated. By definition, fear is a response triggered by a perceived threat that yields a neurophysiological response followed by a behavioral response. So nothing about this is particularly fun or enjoyable, so again, why exactly do we enjoy and seek out being scared as entertainment? Besides from the rush of those neurotransmitters and otherwise feel-good chemicals, it also very much stems from a place of curiosity. The fear of the unknown is one of the most natural and instinctive fears that we have, and exploring this through an entertainment medium allows us to unpack and dig around in it in a safe and contrived manner. And while I'm not much of a fan of Freud and his theories, his perspective on the death drive, or Thanatos, named after the Greek personification of death, does have a place of relevance in this topic. Sigmund Freud was an Austrian neurologist and the founder of psychoanalysis. His main focus of research revolved around the unconscious mind. And while many of his theories have been largely debunked and really don't hold much weight in the world of psychology in modern society, his concept of Thanatos does have some interesting moments of reflection, even if there isn't much evidence to back up his claims. According to Freud, humans engage in potentially self-destructive and dangerous acts because of an intrinsic death instinct. He theorized that humans are pulled towards death and destruction and declared that the aim of all life is death. He came to this conclusion when he was working as a physician during World War I by observing that people who experienced a traumatic event often would revisit the site of that event or recreate it in some manner. He came to this conclusion by citing soldiers revisiting their most traumatic moments via their unconscious mind, aka their dreams. Taking this into consideration, it could serve as part of the explanation as to why we as humans collectively seek out these experiences. It also stems from a place of self-satisfaction. We pride ourselves on being resilient and feel pleased when we're able to safely and effectively navigate stressful situations. And then going back and keeping in mind that we have these reactions as an evolutionary response, we see overcoming these situations, no matter what triggered them or how small they are, as a victory for us. There's also this deep-seated appeal and the visceral reaction that we get from tiptoeing into what is dark and forbidden. Things like horror movies allow us to explore these feelings and escape the mundanities of our daily routine in a way that is safe and accepted. So... Take a moment and dare to be scared because in the right amount, it's actually pretty good for you. But that about wraps it up for this mini-sode, so I hope you learned something and I hope you had fun. And if you enjoy listening to me wax poetic about psychology, the brain, and human behavior, please subscribe so you can come back every time we have a new episode. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye. The Clever Goals Podcast is run by Megan, Marissa, Blair, and Melissa. This episode was done by Megan. Our intro and outro music was created for us by Josh Marshall. Find his links in our show notes. For more episodes and other spooky content, find us on your favorite social media platform through our handle at Clever Ghouls. Don't forget to subscribe and share. And if you really like our content, please leave us a review.